Hi guys, Alan in Edinburgh here. I just want to say hello and put out a quick uh, notice for the Heroes ASL tournament at the Headlands Hotel Blackpool from Wednesday the 1st to Sunday the 5th of March. Should be good as ever. Cheers, guys. Bye. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the greatest podcast on the net dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. Who are you? I'm Dave. Uh, who am I? You are Jeff. All right. We've got another great show planned, don't we? We do. No, we have another. We're going to do the thing totally off the cuff. This is the greatest podcast on the net. You know, I, I do really enjoy watching some YouTube videos. Uh, there are some really good ones out there. You said that last ASL. time. Yeah. Recorded. Did I? Yeah, they were oh, well ASL ones. ASL ones. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching oh. this one. Um, Advanced Squad Leader. Oh, oh, I like, oh, I like this. Let me take that back. You did that last time. <laughs> I'm listening to. I've been watching some of the videos put out by Advanced Squad Leader Academy. Excellent. Neil and Stuart and Scott, I think, are the three guys that mostly do it, and they're really good. They're very good quality. A lot of good teaching stuff with actual graphics which you can't do on a podcast, even though we do put our podcast on YouTube. We don't do all that much graphic, but really good stuff. It's it's impressive. I, I really like to see people getting so involved. Yeah, I'll add a link to that. Um, it is. It's why I quit even recording our after-action reports or the ASL extras where I would have the players describe their moves and then to put up all those pictures on our oh, right, link right. that series replay because... <laughs> probably not much point in doing it that way anymore and it's it's the technology is so good now yeah and which has me a little worried to be honest with you you know chat gpt you've heard about chat gpt mm -hmm. i'm just thinking chat gpt will be the end of asl i'm going to be able to go on chat gtp and say what is the best way for my tank to assault this hex in Board, on board 77 and chat gpt will be able to tell me hmm, maybe i won't have to think anymore do you think now <laughs> i try not to spend too much time on it it slows me down if i have to think it really slows down my play so i don't but it really is it's astonishing what that thing can do and i don't know if somebody has to is there like a a feeder tube where you just insert the ASL rule book and it'll digest it all. And yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Cause that'd be a lot to pick up on strategy and whatnot, but yeah. won't be yeah, long. Dave's son, uh, a couple of Sundays ago at lunch after church was doing that on his phone. And he was just so excited. And he's like, look at this thing. And he would just look up information. He said, I need a lesson plan for teaching um, art to eighth graders oh. using this. And then, boom, there it came. The wow. students should, and it was written in teacher speak. The students will be able to show blah, blah. They're that's not the damn students, but. The... <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Those rotten little kids. Yeah, using all that highfalutin language. Really? I used to write it into my, I, I would write, I, I can do what I'm teaching, but then I have to write it up like sound sophisticated. Did you have to write it up? Oh, yeah. You had to submit like a teacher plan? When only for evaluations. 
Oh. Which was a couple times a year, four times a year, two times when a year. When you were being evaluated? Yes. Okay. But I hated it. So oh, yeah. Simple, yeah. Okay, we're doing editorial cartooning. And that's, in its own self, is enough to say, we're doing this editorial cartooning. They're going to learn all these things about how it works and symbols. And so the students will learn to analyze the conceptual meaning behind various symbols of the symbiotic relationship between the 1930s era and, yeah, just... We're just making editorial cartoons, okay? Is that yeah. not good enough? Yeah, I, I think it is. When I was in the rep business, we used to have to write, write up monthly reports for our for the principals on what we're doing and why business is not any better than it was. So that was always challenging, and my dad always gave it to me to do because I was I was the a writing uh, major oh, yeah. In, yeah. in college, so he gave it to me, and it was that was terrible every month. <laughs> Every month I would take the previous month's report and just rearrange the words a little bit. Exactly. And yeah. a lot of our um, vendors were not, English was not their primary language. And so they didn't really notice. It was okay. Anyway, I think chat, chat GPT is going to be the end of ASL, as we know it. <laughs> and then I also think, as long as I'm thinking, uh -huh. and this will be the only thinking I'm going to do tonight, and then, I'll, then I'm going to stop. Have you heard of Second Front? It's a new, it's a new video game from Microprose. No, it's is, a computer game. You can it get it on Steam. World War One. It's it's a World War Two. It's an ASL. Oh. It's an ASL simulation. Okay. Game. Second so Front. There's hexes and there are squads and line of sight and all this kind of stuff. That's, I mean, they built it based on ASL, and apparently it's been in the works for a long time and. A lot of people have been excited about it because of its similarity to ASL and thinking that will give us an ASL kind of experience in a, and you, I don't know if you can play against somebody or if you only play against the computer. That's what I was going to ask but next. Yeah. I did some, uh, I did look at some videos on it briefly and it looks really good. It's the end of ASL. As well, we know. we'll have to try it. Yeah. What is, what is the name of it? It's called Second Front. In fact, they do some reviews on it. I saw that Neil was doing some very nice reviews of it. It just came out the end of January, January 31st, on the uh, Advanced Squad Leader, what's the name of his website? Academy. He's oh. done some videos. Uh, some oh, reviews okay. Of it, so. Okay. So that's where you found. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I was looking at that. But um, yeah, it's the end of everything. It's the end of everything, Dave. Well, still though, if you... If you want to play some ASL by moving cardboard counters in person, you probably want to get your products at Bounding Fire. That's what I would do. Okay, Bounding now Fire. I'm done thinking. Bounding Fire Productions. They are the makers of some great ASL materials, and you want to invest in them and support them today. Yeah, it's really great product. I, great guys, great products. Get it. So I did fix my stairs. Oh, did you? I started. Really? So like for the listeners, you, you know what your basement stairs look like. But for people on YouTube, you can see the stairs right over here over my shoulder in Jeff's basement. Mine are shorter than that. Maybe there's half that many. And then you go around underneath the staircase, like where they kept Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> you know, you've, you've got a that. door. Yeah. And up in there, all the, and I was going to look up the term, so I sounded smart, but. 
You still sound the smart. The fascia of the step is it? The top is the step, and then there's a face. I think it's the riser. Riser, or I think. perhaps. So the part that goes vertically. Yeah. They all had fallen down, and the 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 step wood was bouncing and bouncing, and were cracking. The oh, the step tops cracked. Two of them cracked. Like, what the heck? So my brother was like, "Oh, do you got to shim that up in there?" You know. So I shimmed it, and then it was lowered again. I'm like, I showed Dave Timmons, what is going on under here? Look at this. There's nails in it, holding it in, yet it's fallen down the risers, some worse than others. When they built it, you can see they cut the zigzaggy step support thing yeah. <laughs> along the walls. Yeah. Wrong. Oh. And they shim they shimmied it up, like nailed other wood pieces in there to hold it in the right dimensions. And but I'm like, Dave, how these nails are still in it? How is it falling down? Well, so I got in there today finally. Oh, you did years of trying. You know, I've been retired for a while, no excuse. And stairs wouldn't have cracked if I did it sooner. So, boys and girls at home, get on those home projects. Don't let me get worse. <laughs> oh, the water's leaking in. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, <laughs> so. I finally, I'm drilling, I break a drill bit, the drill bit comes out of the drill, and I can't get it back screwed in because it's in the wood, and then I screw it, I'm leaving it in there. I get another drill bit, and I break it, I'm, and I'm leaning backward like this, you know, because it's really cramped and getting up in there. Finally, I get some holes drilled, put in, shove that riser all the way back up to the top, and it was down a lot, like an inch or something. And now the paint in the front is off. <laughs> oh, where I pushed it up, yeah. that was never was one section was never painted, so it was off low to begin with, and then had sagged over all the years. And then I pulled out one of those nails, you know. Yeah, and sure enough, they all had snapped off. Really, they just snapped where the right riser meets. Oh, well, that top. would explain it then. <laughs> yeah. There's nails in there. How is it? Those discount nails. They were really thin, really thin. I put in two, three times as thick a nail. Yeah. And got lucky. I didn't pop through the stairs, you know, like in the front. Oh, you right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to have nails sticking out. Yeah. Or break the wood because I'm too high up. Yeah. And so. Well, I'm glad you got that done. One, one hour later, I got one step done of six, I think. One. Wow. So you know how to do it. It'll go a little quicker. Yeah. And then the lower ones are easier to get to. The very top one, because I got this shelf behind me inside the closet. I got to lean back like, like this and try to. <laughs> well, I would offer to come and help you, but I don't want to. I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could just take out the stairs. It was probably heading this way anyway. Just put in a slide. Yeah. <laughs> That would be planning for my future, I think. Yeah. A ramp. That would be easy down, hard to get up, but <laughs> very good easy idea. down. All right. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you got that done. So uh, we got a show. Finish what's in the box. Yes. Let's, let's. So that was a great show last time talking about ASL Journal 13. The big one, three. One, three. We had just finished talking about Rich's. Uh, main article didn't we that is, is that where we were yes yeah thank you for reminding me the next one up was jim bishop and he um 
does a similar thing to Rich, not using the mathematical charge quite the same way. And he does talk about other alternatives to the chit chit draw system. Careful, careful there. Which this is a family show. Is there's the pleva system and then um some LHROBA system, system based uh, on one above. Above, as long as two black chits have not been permanently removed from the pile, shuffle the second permanently removed red back into the pile. And if you have pulled two blacks already, then you pull the second red, the pile is dead. It's just another way of limiting, making sure you get some OVA and limiting others. And he did a little chart on that mm -hmm. with the number of fire missions. So there you go. Um, a look at drop zone. We've already covered the drop zone stuff. In right. person with Ken Dunn. Yep. That was fun. Fun with Ken Dunn. And then the designer notes on Forgotten War. Oh. So as you know, Dave Tim and I and Tim Munin and I are doing all the Forgotten War. So Ken Katz, who we also interviewed. Mm -hmm. You must be a somebody. Talked about. Wow. So I highlighted just a few things to um, read, mention. In the 2010 module, oh, in 2010, the module was submitted to MMP. I'm a program manager by trade. My educated estimate is that if the total effort expended on the project was valued at the typical hourly rate for engineers and software developers, the development cost of the module probably would have been $1 million. Wow. I remember you you asked about that. Yeah. Uh, wow. That cost in mind the next time that M you say that MMP should, in reality, the development's a labor of love, as we know when we yes. talk to these people. When designing Forgotten War, three principles guided their work. Uh, ASL, they follow the ASL practices and precedents and terminology. I would think so. And that they didn't want to depart from the norm. They felt, for example, oh, uh, there's no good reason why a war that was fought only five years after World War II should even consider changing rule systems or, you know, anything major. So, for example, there was vigorous debate within the team about whether the USMC 678 squad, which in reality is three fire teams mm. in Korea. I didn't know that. Yeah. Should they break them down into three, two, four, eight? Third squads instead of half, half squads, third squads. Yeah, well, it would be more realistic, but the 678 squad has existed in ASL since gung ho, and it's always broken into two, three, four, eights. And so the precedent's already there, and they decided who knows yeah. what kind of havoc that would <laughs> create. That would have created. Yeah. Wow. And more yeah. rules to write. Yes. So I thought that was interesting, and lots more information, a nice depiction of the map board. Is that the Two of them together, I forget, but it's you get the giant hill thing going in that module. And then John Slotwinski has written a tale of two scenarios. And the Mad Minute. It was, this was one that came out in Yanks. I remember playing this. Really? But I don't know. It was there were tanks. It was the Americans. Americans were new. It was a, I like the name, the Mad Minute. Um, it was a city and 
I remember there being some little chaos as the Americans were trying to move around. Well, they have, I, I guess it didn't rank that well on Roar. So, so why did you write an article on it? They changed it. And so oh. he's analyzing the changes, gives a setup of how now the board looks. There's no longer like the board configuration uses two boards instead of three. So they took a whole board out from the north edge. And so the Germans enter turn one on the north edge where previously they had set up on board 17. This takes away, a, they can't just set up and prep fire. So they have to start moving on turn one into the Americans range. So that changed, that took away options and power from the German side. I think the German side was winning all the time. And then it just addresses how all the, the changes were made in SSRs, the thinking behind this. Does he say anything about why they bothered to make these changes? Because my, my question would be, hmm. if the scenario is not very good, why not just skip it, trash it? Unless it's a particularly significant action that must be covered. I, 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 I guess that would be the question we'll have to ask him. He opens with, as long as ASL has been around, there have been scenarios that were fun to play and also terribly unbalanced. For Maybe true, this is one of those. For true grognard. Yeah. So it seemed fun to me, I remember. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, the fact that you remembered it is... Yeah, because I don't remember all of them in yeah. Hanks, but it was 91 German to 27 American. The allure is simple. Swarming German SS with Panthers attempt to overwhelm American paratroopers who are loaded with support weapons. TDs, AT guns during the Battle of the Bulge. So maybe that's why. Yeah. But okay. John, it might be fun to talk to you. Email us yeah. about how you went about this too. Yeah. Or what else you're thinking of yeah. changing up. Yeah. And then there is a for the Korean history, which I told you I always wanted to read more of. Yes. There's an article by Andrew Hershey over the Commando Fighting Group. Uh, I read the whole thing. Which one? A Brief History of the 41, 41, 41st Independent Commando Royal Marines in the Korean War. And so talked about how they were started, how they were changed during the war, how you and ASL would set up an OB, right? How many squads, mm. leader counters, machine gun groups to be a headquarters troop and a regular troop and a and seaborne raiders used in the war how those could be set up in asl it's fairly fairly long and it's a historical article also about their battles yep it goes all the way on and it has a bibliography for people like jeff <laughs> right don't you like those i do i like to see all the books that i don't have time to read <laughs> yes And the debriefing. These are the changes. Oh, I, I do enjoy those. Yes. I actually do. Do you? Yeah, I, I always read the debriefing. You don't go and write them in your rule book. I usually don't, really, but I do like going through them. I have. Historically, yeah, you have gone through I will them. sit down for yeah. an hour and well, write these in the little. Now it's the little rule book, the paperback. Yeah. Well, and I guess I should see how often they do it, but, um, you know, I bought the ASL electronic rule book. 
Yes. So I figure any of the changes will be posted in there. I would assume. That is a great question. Yeah. Because you know why it started as a three ring binder. Yes, absolutely. It's supposed to be able to switch out the pages. Right. Which is even that is easier said than done. Yes. Because. And they didn't publish them. They used to publish them in the next game, which was a year later, you know, and stuff right. like that. But yeah. So I was like, like, yeah, A15.5, line three, after good order, add armed. Wow. Yeah. Go in there and look at the sentence. Yeah. Oh, draw a little arrow. Yeah. And write the word armed. Oh, no wonder I lost that scenario. <laughs> so that is a couple pages. There are changes to scenarios, folks. So you better be checking online. Yep. Changing the the hexes. I love that stuff. As you know, I love that when somebody discovers some little minutiae some tiny little thing like changing good order to armed yeah like, you know? like or like q2 doesn't seem to make sense maybe it's supposed to be hex q3 or changing the southwest edge entry to the southeast that's kind of big that's one. a big one yeah yeah and there are also the scenario updates for you if you haven't bought the second editions of everything that came out. Scenario updates. So like SSR updates. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it's like for J35, Siam Sambal to lead a 447 squad and one horse counter from the Siamese reinforcements. And this air support arrives on turn four. So those were little changes to make a more balanced okay. or mistakes. And then they were reissued. So and then said, well, let, this is easy to fix this one. Let's add a, this you know, scenario will be better balanced if we add a squad or delete a squad or something. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to buy them all, but they're all in there. Four, uh, four pages of them. Wow. So pick the game you own. Is it Deluxe ASL? Then we got the scenario updates right there. You don't have to buy the new Deluxe ASL to get those changes. Which is kind of nice. That is nice. It uh, makes the price of the... Of the magazine more palatable yeah they can say just sorry go buy the new yeah, one right hell's corner scenario updates we played all those yes we did and that is it this page is on the back of the advertisement for the drop zone so when this arrived in the mail i saw it this way i went oh that game's already here oh no it's the journal but that's okay too guess what time it is dave what time is it, Jeff? What's well, the box? I think it's time for oh, B A R Box Art box Review Barrington Automatic Rifle. Yeah, that's right. It's not Barrington though. Uh, Browning. Browning. <laughs> Close enough. It's time. Yeah, it's time for Box Art Review. Box Art that? Review. And it's going to be this lovely work of art from the ASL Journal. Sweet. What's the first thing you notice, Jeff, about this painting compared to all the other fantastic artworks in the Advanced Squad Leader world? Well, it's got kind of a different look. I would say it's it's not realistic. It's Well, it is realistic, but it's modern. It has a very modern sensibility. Yes. It's as if the impressionist painters 
have burst through to the year 2023 and into the MMP headquarters yeah. and said, we exist, we are valid, we are real, we have something to say. What are they saying? Well, it's not exactly a, uh, it's not so modern like uh, Jean Moreau or something like that. No, but this work is called Breaching the Minefields, El Alamein, October 1942. And it is by Terence Cuneo, reproduced with permission of the estate of Terence Cuneo. Special thanks to Wendy Zeger and Bridgman Images. Magazine proofing, Chaz Argent, Jim Bishop, Barry Cog. Well, it's, it's a very nice piece. I really like it. Yes, it's got that modern sensibility with that. Look at the, you can see some brush strokes in the work. You can see the, the dabs of color and darkness used to create the image. It's got a nice gritty, dirty feel to it. If you like dirty gritty, then it's nice, yes. <laughs> I love dirty gritty. <laughs> it is in the chiaroscuro. The light and dark on the figures is extremely strong. It's more strong than it possibly might be in such a situation. Yeah, it's almost like they're illuminated from the side, like like a star shell blew up uh, on the ground near them or something. Indeed, and this work depicts, looks like it could be soldiers, and they're on the beach, and they're scanning for lost coins. They're scanning for any treasure they might find as they walk along the beach, searching, searching for valuables. It could represent the search mankind has for meaning in their lives. Yeah, could be. <laughs> well, what else could it possibly be? Well, they might be searching for landmines. Oh, wait could a minute. Be. Could be. Oh, those are those mind detectors. Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. You think just oh, some guy lost indeed. his watch? I, yes, I, I thought they were on the beach. It's called me here somewhere. You see those retired people yeah. they're walking around. I, I'm mistaken. Those are mine detectors. Yes. Sappers. These are sappers. So these, yes, Jeff, you are, you are correct. Yeah, this is a great piece. I, I, especially the triangular uh, arrangement of the characters. Notice very, very, very strong, very strong triangular usage yes. there of that, of that golden triangle. Draws you straight in his face. The, uh, the guy in front, his face is right in the center. Indeed. You, you can feel the... I, I have to think that this is a very stressful job, and you can feel it in his face. You can, and the, the soldier's looking this way and that. And then to offer some relief to the stress of this painting, I like the way the artist has had this happen on the 4th of July with the fireworks exploding beautifully in the sky, and the people are getting to enjoy the fireworks on the 4th. I don't think that's it. I do see the rocket's red glare and bombs yeah, bursting yes, in there. Yes, you see? Yes. Yeah, but I, I, I think that's not necessarily what's happening here, Dave. Wait, what? Yeah, sorry. Oh. I think this is a World War II scene. Oh, so yes. those are like those flare things you were talking about. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, I should have saw Okay, yes. I'll, I think you're right, Jeff. And it looks like maybe a large battle is going on near them. I like the guy way in the back on the left, who's just a shadow. I like 
I like the way that's done. Yes, he's just a shadow of himself, you see. Yes. You see the symbolism there? <laughs> the war has made him just a shadow of his former yes. self. And the horizon is light down low. Yes. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, so it gives you that sense that there's a lot of action going on behind them. Yeah, the lighting on this is very well done. Very well done. I give this a thumbs up. A thumbs up indeed. Yeah. Well, they put a, an ASL board along the bottom. The artist has incorporated yeah. that. That board, yes. Yes, with a little pond. There's a little pond there where they can go wash up after. And the beauty of that pond on board 77 is you can jump off of hill level one and dive in right into it right into you it could. it's a great place and if you're living in t2 you can just step out your door cross the road and just dive, dive right, right down in. into the bond that's my favorite whatever i think because of that hopefully there's no wire in that uh, pond broken glass so there we go that is box art review do you want to pull up his page oh yeah I did a little uh, quick look for Cuneo's uh, art. So if you can see this. Oh, look at that. Beautiful. He has got a great style. Pain of a train moving along. And that was more realistic, but it looks like a little futurist work. That's like a fantasy work. There's a little mouse with gold or something. Yeah. He lived from 1907 to 1996. Yeah, the name of this painting. Let me just pull up another one here. Just kind of pulling these up at random because I haven't had a chance to look at these, but some beautiful uh, landscapes. This is headgear and miners. Yeah, so his his work, that painting on this cover is one of the most, well, I can see the traces of the little impressionist style there with the light on that house and various... Things again, slightly rougher brush strokes and so on. So yeah, this has got a similar look, this train yard scene from South Africa. Anyway, Terrence Cunha. Yep. And and very unusual move, MMP, to go out and get an artist like that, like a yeah. more ancient artist. Yeah. Great. Ancient. <laughs> Not quite that Not old. Quite ancient, but so how about a look at the scenarios? I pre-recorded it. We'll add it okay. in right here. All right, great. Hello, everybody. We are taking a look at the scenarios from Journal 13. And um, take a quick look at those. Also at board 70. Oh, I didn't show up with this thing on. So I'll do that without the background and the course. Then let's take a look at J194. A real war. This one looks to be a fantastic one. Ken Dunn, you crazy man. What have you done here? Dunn, Ken Dunn. What have you done here? Get it? Uh, this has got uh, the, well, it's got the city board. So Jeff was wondering about Japanese fighting in cities. This one has board 2021. Those are city boards, right? From Beyond Valor. Uh, 45 and board one, which is uh, kind of got city. I don't know what 45 is, but You've got a nine-turn whopper here that is the Chinese win by controlling greater than two of the following buildings. There's three building choices here uh, on board one and 20. 
the forces, uh, standard Japanese setting up first, defending, uh, you know, 18 squads or so, and the six crews with um, four machine guns, two guns, in, uh, AT gun, one AT, one infantry gun, and then the Japanese, I'm sorry, the Chinese coming on with 30-something squads, heavies, mediums, DCs, uh, and vehicles, which are these little zero armor and one armor, of course. This is 1937, very, very um, early in the, well, pre-World War II, I suppose, but, hmm. Um, and then uh, reinforcements coming on turn six by wagon, two wagons towing two artillery pieces. Otherwise, they'd be infantry coming in. Uh, there's no hip for the Japanese, so this is a city thing. The Japanese get a module of 150 Noba Naval OBA. And then what's cool about it, there's rules about that, but there's air support coming on for the Japanese and for the Chinese. Uh, the air support die rolls thirded, and you're like, oh, what? And it actually means that it's going to come on, he clarifies, which arrives automatically on turn three. Chinese get air support also which arrive automatically on turn seven, I guess, or earlier, right? If you're rolling the die to come on thirded. The Chinese may use their fighter bombers to attack the Japanese Noba, declaring it as a target, which automatically cancels the naval OBA for that player turn. How cool is that? Have you ever heard of such a thing? Yeah, and even the sniper has some kind of rules. Should the Chinese sniper's initial target hex be on or west of a certain area, the Chinese player may choose the Japanese naval OBA as the only target, which automatically cancels the Noba for that player turn and the next player turn. If the Noba is attacked and the sniper's initial target hex is off board, the sniper counters placed in the closest hex on the west edge. And I guess is that representing they're their shooting the observer for the Noba? I don't really know it that well. So anyway, that, a real war, looks pretty darn cool. J195, such face, sets up with an ocean board, some overlays here on board 53. Small section, seven turns, Ken Don, writing this one again. And this has the Italians landing, actually conducting like a a seaborne assault, but there's no assault water vehicles, you know. Um, there's nine squads initially coming on, and they set up on these piers. There's two pier hexes on the board here. And then the reinforcement Italians seem to just be able to appear on the piers. So it doesn't seem like there's a defensive fire at them and no boats are no boats or anything. The I'm sorry, and that I confused. That's the um, defending Albanian Marines are set up, and then they get a small group of reinforcements. But the Italians then have the seaborne assault and roll a die to get their reinforcements. So it's kind of random, but they also then can land these vehicles on turn four in the pier hexes. The reinforcements don't arrive on turns five, six, and seven. And um, they're the little tanks again. This is, you know, 1939, Albania, Indoras, um, Albania. So that's 
a really different way to try and do a seaborne assault without all those rules. But it seems like they're appearing at the piers. So someone chime in if I'm wrong on that. But if you've been waiting a while to play some Finns and uh, Russians in the snow there, Blood Amongst the Pines, J196, again by Ken Dunn, February 1940, Finland, the small group of uh, 10 Russian squads and against four Finns with two Finnish squad reinforcements coming on turn four, six turn quick game, one board, but night rules and night visibility range of three. So, um, and then you've got the early Russian war doctrine for the Russians in effect and skis for everybody, even the dummy counters of the Finns can be skiing around so they're not so stupid they have skis too lionel colin has given us death on the french coast which again early war 1940 in france j197 scenario uh with a two boards and seven six and a half turn game which is an interesting situation again the um, French are falling back, and then there's this gun that's interdicting a road, interdicting a road that is being traveled by the Germans, and there's a blockade set up when the French, they're joined by some more French guys who are retreating, so you got five foxholes, two um, wires, the roadblock, a couple of guns, AAT gun, one of each, a small vehicle with a gun, an off-board gun, which then has got a little special rule for it, rule two, how that works, firing in the range and stuff from off-board. The gun that's battery that's tasked with interdicting, interdicting the road. The Germans are going to have to break out, break out your motorcycles, vroom, vroom, and armored cars, uh, small force coming on. The defenders for the, for the French there, only looking at a dozen squads so the germans start with these five group coming on and then turn two a small group three squads plus with uh motorcycles and armored uh, spw then turn three you get another five squads for the germans coming in right in the trucks three trucks and a panzer two tank that's going to join the the conflict so looks like a blast here is a red lettering in special scenario rule three. I don't think I have ever seen red used in a special rule. It's <laughs> the AMD 35 is considered to have red MP and is subject to stall blah, blah, with red MP in red. Creativity at multi-man productions <laughs> never fails to wow me. Uh, how Oh, and in 197, the points are given by Germans controlling buildings along the road, and it seems, yes, and and then exiting also points. Uh, J198, Ken Dunn, Valley of Glory, simple. There's a Russians picking out of two sets of victory conditions with buildings they want to take. So that could make that a little fun. Board 77. Okay, the new board that comes with the pack, and it's the Germans um, setting up first, Russians moving. It's pretty infantry game with the 
the Russians have in three different versions of these T-26s. Oh, yeah, they each have slightly different machine gun armament. All right, Russians got some ammo shortage, can't voluntarily ban your vehicles, etc. So we're going to get to use the new board. It's short, sweet, shouldn't be too challenging for you. J199, two rapid and advanced by Ken Dunn using board 77 again here. And board nine is a five and a half turn game with alternating setup with the Russians setting up a bunch of hidden units that were bypassed by the attacking SS here in September 41 in Russia. Operations and then the uh, secondly, the bunch of SS dudes set up uh, second on board nine at less than even level two, and that's eight of them. And then the Russians set up third on board nine, and hex is number greater than or equal to five, and then some Germans enter. And so the, the victory condition is that the Russians win a game, and if there are no good order SS multi-man encounters still in play. What does in play mean? I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll make sense. I'm sure class has edited this thoroughly with the rest of the gang. And um, the bypass units set up in the concealments probably wouldn't help eliminate a bunch of SS and maybe drive them off the board too. Um, looks, looks good. Different. Scenario J200, one story town by Chris Olden. And this one features uh, seven turns and some um, in, in Finland, all right, 1941. And the Finns have two setup areas that they use. And then the Russians are set up first though, outside of those setup areas. Then the two Finnish groups set up, right? And then there's two Russian reinforcement groups that come on. And then the Finns get tanks coming on. Two tanks, I uh, won't try to pronounce one's name. Uh, and... <laughs> A uh, flamethrowing tank is the one, an OT-133. Um, don't think I've ever used that. Russian also selects which reinforcement group will enter before the game and then which road they'll come on from three sides, it looks like. So the Finns have Maltovs and are considered assault engineers for close combat value only. The Russians do have some T tanks also. T-226S's coming on with the reinforcement groups and a BA, two BAs, um, you know, six to start the game. So the Finns get to, got to amass points by uh, two victory points for control of a certain building, buildings and one victory point for control of other buildings. So one story town, break out your Finns, flamethrowing tank. Careless at Bakri, J201. This one designed by George Bates. Has this board, is this uh, 77? No, 73, most of it in use. And this gets your British. Look at, listen to the, what do you call it? The uh, um, army unit involved, the title here. Elements of B and C companies, 229 battalion, 27 brigade, batteries, 13 and 16, 4th anti-tank regiment, 8th division, Australian Imperial Force, and 15 field company, Queen Victoria's own Madras sappers and miners. Is that the longest um, troop description I've ever seen? 
uh, and this one is Japanese attacking Malaya in 1942. The ANZAC forces, Australians, sorry if I said British, um, are defending. And the apparently the Japanese tanks, and there's eight of them, get out ahead of the troops. So the special rule is armored assault, no. And road rate for vehicles, no. And each Japanese movement phase, infantry can't move till the uh, except berserk until every AFV that wants to move has completed its movement. So the tanks are kind of forced to get out ahead. Um, at the start of player turn three, there's a random die roll for the Japanese count, uh, sniper counter. Reroll if the hex is off four. And it can, can, if the selected hex contains hidden concealed enemy units, place them on board unconcealed. And then 201, the Japanese have to exit victory points to win. Um, Scenario J202 by Michael Koch um, is got a relief action. They're set up. There's a river. It's got the uh, Russians setting up on west and east side of the river, and the Germans are trying to relieve. Uh, they launch Operation Brückenschlag to open the Demansk pocket and relieve their comrades there. And you're going to get the SS. Troops coming in and a couple of Stogs, Stugs. Uh, Russians got defensive stuff, some mines, uh, AT gun on the one side of the river and some wire on the other side of the river. And there's hand-to-hand -hand allowed here. And there's some interesting terrain conditions. This a thaw had happened. And so the there's a footbridge there. The river's flooded. The pond hex is then a, considered a river hex. And soft ground is in effect as everything was thawing out here and there are two sniper counters one for each side of the of the river and then you roll to see what you get there so there are many more scenarios of course this pack has a bunch was it 30 30 something let's read your little green sheet it'll tell you right here uh 33 scenarios so you've got going to just you know skip some people but i'm going to have to uh Mark Harms, death at the cement plant, looks good. Russian, German, um, RAF's army, Ken Dunn, Americans, Italians, and Tunisia. Break out your desert boards. Wait, 29, is that a desert board? And 26. Um, goats to lure the tiger, Ken Dunn. Tunisia also, board 25 and board 15 though. So, I'll, you know, just what a bunch of variety of stuff here. Mike Faulkner, this 206 collect call, SS troops, and on deluxe boards. So, getting a lot of deluxe uh, scenarios lately. And Tito's headquarters company. Oh, this one looks just got a fanatic marker on the <laughs> OB, which kind of catches my interests we're there there you go i'm here fanatic marketer and 208 panzer pioneer lionel collin got a scenario in here with a well again just just want to keep reading them all and looking at them all there's one by don duinsky ron duinsky sorry ron uh corking the camboy camboy camboise French bottle J209, which has a whole 
page here of Polish units getting getting going here. Uh, where's the second half of that? Back of J10 here against Germans, you know, on that side. Moment of truth, Pete Schelling, board 5A. I haven't played on the many of the, the A's yet. Small one there. It's got Slovaks against the Germans. Breakthrough in the Arctic, J2, J211. Ken Dunn, Arctic. Norway, small. I don't want to say simple because I haven't read all the rules. Pete Schelling, shoulder to shoulder over here on board 10B. It looks like Americans, Germans, a fluid situation. Ken Dunn, J14, Raf's orders, Michael Cook. I'm going to have to look at this one. Yeah, this one's kind of interesting. It's got the, um, there looks like they're going to take a castle, which is hex SN4 on board six, S, six and four on board six. And 72, board 72 is out there. There's the stream, there's purchase points for the, Ger the Germans have a table where you get to buy eight points worth of stuff and the Americans have a table. One unique thing is they get to purchase entering uh, on East Edge, so it's a different probably way for them to come in, I'm assuming. And um, they get an Americans get a little OBA drop before any smoke can be placed, and then FFE one strike, and then it looks like it's removed. Yeah, it could end three different times. Well, it, it ends on turn three if they control six buildings or and within four hexes of a spot, and then turn four if they control two specific buildings and all buildings within four hexes. And then at the end, by getting an A squad into six and four, the castle that the Germans were holding out in here in 1945. Michael gives us another end war, 1945, expendable allies. It doesn't sound good. And it's the Poles fighting um, with some, yeah, Soviet tanks. No, it's not the Polish. It's the elements of the first Polish tank corps. So uh, using 447 Russian infantry for this. And he's got a variety of times the game can end again by turn three or at game end, although the marker says end on four. So is that a typo? Um, yep. So anyway, have to check that one out. Uh, and then we get a pair of scenarios, J16, J17 for Korea. So Dave Timonen and I are currently in doing the Korean stuff. And this J216 has uh, October 49, South Korea. The South Koreans win by controlling greater than equal to six multi-hex buildings. There's only eight elements of the Korean Marine Corps Task Force that set up on board 49 in buildings inside uh, a circle road, it looks like. And then communist guerrillas coming on. So there's night rules. The communist guerrillas have Molotovs. As part of setup, they may place one flame counter in any hex in the setup area that contains burnable terrain. Um, all units of both sides may be concealed. So it looks really good. Base night visible ranges three. 
So I'll get some night going, get some fires going, and some interesting graphics of Motoms. And scenario J-17, dead battery. You get Americans and South Koreans fighting against the North Koreans who are entering on the west edge and the north edge, and they get an OBA going in the game, and they need to capture all four guns, eliminated, um, captured, or don't hit a crewless, crew, wipe out the crews. And then they, if they do a lot of casualties to the UN forces, they get to reduce the number of guns they have to deal with at the end in 1950. More from Korea, J219 back in the saddle has the North Koreans and Americans dueling off here in a scenario by Pete Schelling. 220 is Battle of the Barricades by Rick Troja, board 13A. Again, North Korean and Americans, a flamethrowing tank. I haven't looked at that in detail, but may have the North Koreans have suicide heroes. It doesn't do so. Yeah. Okay. And, and more for the Korean players. Hill 1277 J221. Andrew Hershey is giving us one interesting symbol here for the army units. I always kind of wondered about those things. Seem like it's the most important item in the OB. That looks good. Board well, they all look good. Uh, 9A board 81 set up in this funky kind of way, and a lot of a lot of rules. I'm just going to take a quick look. Yeah, Andrew Hershey's scenario looks like he's on um, the British want to provided the Communist Chinese have amassed less than 11 victory points. The British can win by one of three ways. So uh, clearing a road area from having an enemy with line of sight to it or immediately upon getting 15 CVP or by controlling uh, two hex areas at game end for all those, I assume, yeah. And then the um, Chinese are all set up a lot in sand guards and foxholes. The British... Commando Royal Marines are coming on, and the interesting special rules involve the way the um, well, the communist Chinese set up with the hidden leaders. Yep, and the support weapons as if it's night, but it's not night. You don't have to worry about those rules. It is ground snow. It is steep hills. It is uh, Korea, and at the start of the British turn one, first turn one prep fire phase. They place four AR counters and then they resolve these as eight firepower IFT attacks or a white phosphorus attack. And then they roll for each one. And if it's one to three, it's on. And then it could be off by half or then off again by full to be resolved. So it's an interesting way to do some kind of a bombardment attack. Simplified, it seems like for us players. All right, and we get this kind of interesting concept. Reminds me of the mouse packs from Broken Ground Design had the special um, mouse pad board and had four scenarios for it. I think well, there are two of those, but these scenarios come printed with their own um, board, mini board. And so this one has Japanese defending Americans, Japanese defending Americans entering and five and a half turns. Uh, maybe you can focus on some, you know, your, your pillbox rules. It's got two pillboxes and play this in a shorter uh, well, still, there's nine squads for the Americans. Uh, the Jeep can only move if it's towing a gun or something. This is from 
She has Argen. I always like something like this. It looks a little different. The other one is by Tom Morin. And this one, okay, you can get your airfield. Now, is this, is this part of the airfield board? Just already blown up? It looks like I fought over this before. Huh. Germans win by amassing nine victory points. Each Romanian glider eliminated is worth two. Each Romanian glider damage is worth one. Romanian gliders represent unarmed transport aircraft treated as landed gliders. Yeah, the Germans set up with gliders. They just set up with them landed and then the squads around them. So like you don't have to deal with the, the land, but I kind of like the landing rules. So interesting, interesting. APK4, I'll get back to three. Forest Brothers has a nice partisan action where the Russians being lax are trying to come in and capture the top of the level four of the hill here in the center of this board. And the defenders are the LLA Lithuanian partisans known as the Forest Brothers, and thus the title. And um, yeah, they get some hip booby trap. They use these um, Finnish count, green counters and second line counters for the, but they're treated as partisans. Ken Dunn has given us this little gem, Hot Toddy, and it is in Holland and the Brits, it's up, it's, it's between the Wall, Rhine and Wall Rivers between there. It's failed operation that is, the Germans got to get in here and capture building T5. The British are in here. Boy, you turn this one any which way you turn it. It's right side up. This scenario card. The British here are in there first. The Americans are trying to enter. There's only one American guaranteed to enter according to special rule. Four, all Americans set up to enter on turn two, but only one is guaranteed to. At the start of Allied turn two movement phase, the Allied player may remove from the board British units and any support weapon prisoners that are not marked with a prep or op fire, nor in melee. So for each British unit removed, like they were escaping because the British were supposed to be replaced with the American um, 101st Airborne, right? Uh, then for each British removed, the allies may enter an additional American counter of the same type like half squad, squad, leader, or support weapon. Any American counters that do not enter on turn two are forfeit. Uh, the Germans down here, again, any way you turn this, it's right side up, are considered elite. Now they have the pistol symbol there, but it has two stoop tanks coming in also. Four and a half turns, set it up, hot toddy. Keep turning the card any which way so you can see what's on it and play it multiple times. All right, that's a look at the scenarios of ASL Journal 13. And we're back. What'd you think of that, Jeff? That was excellent, Dave. An excellent uh, review of those yes. articles of which those uh, scenarios. You, which ones did you like best? Um, I don't know. I, I, I liked Hot Toddy, which was this it one. It has that, yeah. Unique map and those things, crazy. Nice yeah. little, nice little change up also yeah. for MMP. Yeah, this is yeah. these are fun. You know, I live in a house with a big basement, and when I look at these, I think this would actually be good if we were taking the train somewhere. You could play it on that little table. On that little table. 
Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. Which would really be fun. We should do that sometime. Yep. Well, we'll call it a show then. Okay. That's it. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time for another exciting adventure. And and we love hearing from you. Send us an email. Drop yep. us a line. State your point of view. If Absolutely. you'd like, if you'd like to hear any topics that we're not covering, let us know what those are. And uh, or if you just want to come on the show and chat a little bit with us, we can arrange it. It can we, be done. We do little five minute drop ins of people that want to talk. That'd be great. Could be fun. Yeah. So remember to roll low. And rally well. But not, but not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye-bye, everyone. Ta-ta. Stay safe.